All right, here we go with another episode of Pantherosaw Folding Table Talk. This is episode 57. Look what we have. We've had so many talks about P90. Let's dive into a P90 segment, guys. Yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> P90. Yeah. FNP90, guys. Um, going to be somewhat of a short segment. We're going to go through a little bit of the history, pop culture, airsoft, of course, um internals with tech the tech of course and as well as the future seeing as uh there's there's some new you know new players coming along to to reinvent the wheel basically i don't know if they're reinventing the wheel honestly but <laughs> they're trying hey, hey yeah. at, at, at least it's not an m4 it's not an m4 that's what we can all yeah, exactly. yeah it's not an m4 right we, we were yeah, talking about the announcements we're like is it an i M4 wanted a scar it but it's okay whatever yeah a scar oh my god <laughs> a scar h okay a scar h yes yeah, okay that's yes. what you're trying to say all right and we have uh riot with us here um Hello, he everyone. is uh, joining in as a commentator in the background <laughs> as I usually um, this is uh this is the privileges of uh if you hang out at discord long enough we will let you in our shows so uh, right you get the honors today yay and uh um, uh, all right, so let's get started. So P90 is somewhat of an unusual looking weapon, um, also equally futuristic in its traits. Suitcase um, gun. Suitcase. I was going to say like somewhat, <laughs> like you're using some very light terminology. Okay, it is futuristic. Let's be yeah. honest here. At yeah. the time, but, it was super innovative. At the time, it was futuristic because of it's the fact still, that it was very ergonomic. It still is. Yeah. It still is, yeah. I guess. I mean, I've... Okay, my channel... Right, my YouTube channel was found on a P90. So if you guys ever look into the oldest video I have, it's probably you'll see it in there. It's hilarious. One of them has like P ten million views on it. But anyways, P90 video. Anyways, you can look it up later. <laughs> um, so we're gonna, we're gonna look at what promoted such a unique design. Um, who was the P90's rival when it came to the trials back in NATO? Um, how can a tiny weapon, you know, su cram such uh, such features into one simple platform? And it is very simple. Um, and uh, we'll go over some of the history reclassifications of the SMGs and to the PDW, and as well as the things I already discussed, pop culture, transition into airsofts, and uh, the future. All right, so here we go. Lesson from Poi. Um, so we're going to go through a little bit of a what happened with the P90 and its development and its history and what happened to, you know, FN Herstal at this point. So FNP90, also known as um, FN Project 1990 PDW, um, that is the designation of it, hence the P90 part, because it, it, by by the time it was done and in production, it was at, it was at the 90s. So the Project entire, 90. yeah, Project 90. So the entire late 80s was basically dedicated, FN basically dedicated the entire 90s, the, like not, the late 80s, to the development of the P90. And boy, what is was it a beautiful weapon. Um, it's a compact design. Um, it uses a 5.7 times 28 millimeter ammunition. Um, ammunition was designed and manufactured by FN Herstal. Uh, they're from Belgium. Um, not the Germans. HK is German. FN Herstal ah. is Belgium. Um, and we'll talk about a little bit of the rivalry that the Germans and the Belgians have later on in the history. But yeah, the bullet itself or the ammunition itself was specially designed for the P90. Hence why the 5.7 times 28 millimeter design. 
Also, fun fact, um, the 5.7 also uses the same ammunition, the 5.7 as well. So, hence the name 5.7. Um, I don't know if you guys ever tried out a 5.7, but have you seen how big the 5.7 is? Yeah, because it has to fit almost like a, a rifle cartridge in there, in the magazine. So <laughs> that's how big it is. All right. So let's let's go through a little bit of brief history of the P90. Uh, before the P90, um, Heckler and Co Koch. I don't know how Colch. to Koch. I think it's I, I have to be German it's to like say that. Worcester Shire sauce. I just say it super fast. Yeah, so. Hel Heckler Koch um, MP5 was the king of all um, SMG platforms. Um, we did cover the MP5 back in episode 26. Um, check that out, guys, um, if you want to know a little bit of history of the MP5. And, oh, actually, this is our second SMG platform that we're covering now, which is cool. Um, so, basically, nice. uh, back in the days, um, back in like, 19, 19, uh, 1970s all the way throughout the 80s and 90s, um, if you wanted to buy the best SMG, you, you buy German Engineered, which is basically from, like, H&K. Com, mp5 man. um with the huge costs associated with it so it, it wasn't a cheap weapon um still aren't no it's, <laughs> and only and and fun fun fact only recently did it ever come out to the states to be ever purchased to civilians at this point that that was recent too uh i don't know if you saw the uh reviews from uh what is it a uh, grand tom where they had a review of the uh the mp5 so that was pretty cool so with the development of the P90, um, in in the 1970s, uh, they saw a rise of uh, body armor for modern militaries and police units. Kevlar was basically defeating 9mm easily. It was basically being obsoleted at that point with the uh, MP5 being king. Um, this almost pushed the SMG platform to extinction because they needed heavier caliber, so something like a 300 round or um, 5.56 even. Um, so this saw the rise of the uh, PDW, the personal defense weapon. Similar to how a uh, rifle has a carbine version, the SMG has a PDW comparison, personal defense weapon. It has to be compact, light, and select fire. And it can, uh, and it has to be carried by, uh, and it can be carried by per, uh, rear personnel weapons or rear personnel who needed light weapons uh, that can pack a punch, basically. Um, so back in the days, uh, like the Russian doctrine stated that um, they invade from behind enemy lines using uh, airborne tactics instead of assaulting from the front. I mean, they still do assault from the front, but. They're, they're more adopting that Blitzkrieg uh, tactics. Um, but don't quote me on that because I know their do their Airborne Doctrine was very popular back then. And that what that is what NATO feared the most is dropping huge platoons of our companies of men behind enemy lines to then attack NATO. Um, this is why they had that, they had that term uh, East versus West. Uh, the uh, Berlin Wall, the Iron Curtain, etc. Nice. All right, um, so they needed. So in nineteen, um, so in nineteen eighty six, uh, Belgian firearms uh, FN Herstel started developing the weapon. Um, actually, that's pretty cool. Nineteen eighty six is when I was born. I'm old. Hey. Uh, 
Uh, so they started to develop a weapon that fit the role of the PDW. They researched um, and designed uh, the new weapon from scratch, basically, using a bullpup configuration. Um, if you guys don't know what a bullpup configuration is, it's basically you got the trigger at the front of the action. Usually the trigger is behind the action or on top of it, right? So it's behind, and then the entire the entire action is happening right in your shoulder. So it's going to be noisy. Well, in your ears anyway. If you've ever... Uh, you ever use a bullpup before even for an airsoft like a gas blowback bullpup yeah like uh, i have We're an la thing right in your face yeah, yeah. literally yeah, uh, right? i i have an i have an l85 and uh with with that thing just clacking in your ear yeah it, it's deafening sometimes so they use a bullpup design and the magazine was top fed which was very unique but also the magazine aligned with the barrel so meaning that here's the barrel and then your magazine is on top of it. Usually when you hear top fed, you usually have a magazine that goes up on the barrel, on top of the barrel, and then the magazine goes upwards. Oh, you're talking like the old Bren gun? Yeah, old Bren oh, guns. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can see right there that's, that they made the magazine a very unique design as well um, in terms of when they developed this. Because when the bullet actually feeds in, there's actually a feed ramp that goes from... That goes from uh like here's your barrel right and then your ammunition is this way so they're like they're not even parallel together and then once it reaches the very end there's a feed ramp that rotates it I believe it is uh not uh 45 degree not 45 60 degrees to then oh, yeah. align with the barrel so that's mm. a very very unique design itself so a lot of a lot of unique designs for this gun and um Thanks to FN, it, it's what made it that futuristic feel, futuristic design to it. Um, the magazine is also transparent. Um, this was also a first for a lot of weapons as well. Um, so that you can see how much rounds you have left. And <laughs> and for, for, for back in the days, 30 rounds to 20 rounds was like a standard for ammunition count. Right, The P90 had 50 rounds of 7... Or of uh, five seven by twenty eight rounds, and not bad. That's, <laughs> that's pretty unique. So here's the stats, right? You got fifty rounds, you got nine hundred rounds per minute, and you got a almost what is it? A a full length barrel in a compact design that looks very futuristic. So yeah, so this is what made the P ninety so unique just based on stats alone. And the entire weapon was using polymers to reduce weight and as well as keeping the cost down. Worked out for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we we already skipped ahead here in my notes, but yeah, FN developed the five point seven by twenty eight cartridge. Um that was specially designed for the P ninety and as well as the uh the younger sibling, the FN five seven. Um it's smaller than a five five six round but much bigger than a 9mm round. So it's basically an in-between round from 9mm to then 5.56. All right, so the projectile itself, so the bullet that comes out after it got shot, or after it gets shot out of the gun, is 1.5 grams. So that's pretty light 
Yeah. Compared exactly. so to no wonder it rips through yeah, the air. Compared yeah. to a nine millimeter, which is basically seven point five grams. So that means the projectile, yeah, you're right. It travels very, very fast comparatively to a nine millimeter. How fast you say? So here's the stats for it. Nine mil travels at hundred one thousand two hundred FPS. Right? And we're using FPS because we're so used to using FPS. America. Well, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, and, and airsoft. So yeah. we got five seven, which travels at twenty eight hundred or twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight hundred FPS. So two thousand eight hundred FPS. So twice the speed. So more energy means that it will pierce through body armor. So not only well, I, not only yeah. do you have a compact weapon design, you got a very very light weapons design. You got a weapon that fires fast, and you got a high capacity magazine. You could also pierce through body armor. And um, later on, I didn't put this in the notes, but later on when they developed the S90 rounds, or the SS90 rounds, they developed the SS90 rounds, which was NATO's request to punch through even heavier armor at that point. So, yeah, you can see there that, like, after 10 years, they even completely revamped the, uh, the ammunition type. All right, so by the 90s, the project was complete, and then NATO saw a need for a PDW after that, NATO saw a pre-PDW need saw a need for a PDW to be equipped with troops to standardize. So the P90 was already ahead of the competition when when they called the competition back in 2002. So ten years afterwards, after they developed this, they didn't even they didn't even think about this NATO competition. They were just going, okay, looks like people are gonna need this weapon back in the 90s because based on the research that we did, that the armor. The armor needs to be defeated with with an SMG platform, so they developed it, and then ten years later, here comes NATO going, "Hey, we need, we need something." Well, and urban combat was like a real thing, right? yeah. Because I I think not only for like the military, but I believe they were also thinking of like SWAT personnel and stuff like that. Because yeah. like you were saying earlier in our last podcast episode, the MP5 was a choice amongst them. But the problem with an MP5 is is that it's got no punching power. Yeah, yeah. Like if someone's got yeah. armor, it's not doing it's not doing anything, right? Yeah. So I mean, Iranian yeah. embassy, they weren't wearing body armor, right? That's no, that, was, that was that was that was a situation not. there going on ships. Right. Usually you don't wear bo- like none of none of the combatants are wearing body armor. You're going in there to sweep um, the change of combat environment sort of push NATO to go. OK, well, we're starting to see a lot more urban combat. We're starting to see a lot more counterterrorism use. We're starting to see a lot more. Um, right. Not, like there's there's not a lot of ace, like like symmetrical battles in the woods anymore. Right. With like regular army to army. It's it's usually done behind front lines or. Like special forces will go out there and and do the dirty work, right? It's like typical like army versus army symmetrical battles doesn't happen as often anymore. And if it does, it's usually like counterinsurgency or insurgency tactics that they're doing. Um, so when NATO wanted to start testing for PDWs, um, in two thousand two, they uh, H and K came into the uh came into the ring with with their MP7 platform. Now, the P90 was already ahead of the competition by, what is it, like 10, 12 years now at this point? So they've already had all the research and de- development done. And they already have the maturity that a weapon platform needed. MP7 came along and basically was trying to compete because, you know, this is HK. It's a big weapons manufacturer. It's 
it's it's German design, right? Yeah, they want it to be stylish. Yeah, and sleek. They, yeah, stylish and sleek and oh, well, modern. So basically, <laughs> take an MP7 or take an MP5, strip it down, add some modernity to it, and then it becomes the MP7, right? Faster, yeah. lighter. Um, they're using different rounds this time, so they this is basically them pushing 4.6 by 30 millimeters. So again, a P90 uses 5.7 by 28. So you can see that it's a much smaller round. Um, the MP7 does not. Let's let's talk about stats here. MP7 only has 30 rounds that you could you could have an extended mag, but that yeah, makes yeah. it even longer. <laughs> So the, mag the magazine capacity is smaller. It is compact and lightweight and select fire. And it could, with the MP7, you can fit more modern attachments to it, right? They have, a, they have front rails, bottom rails, and top rails, and side rails. And um, with the P90, they didn't have that option. So later on in the development, the P90 did have a uh, tri-rail version, so meaning that they have a top rail and then two yeah. side rails. Just a yeah. different variant, yeah. Yeah, but it's still like it's still a P90 regardless. Yeah, it's the P90 TR, right? Yep, TR. Yeah, tri rail. Ooh. Three rail, tri rail, something like that. Yeah, it works. Um, so you can put stuff on the side. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can put attachments on it. Okay, let's. Okay, the P90 modern. The P90 modernized after 15 years, 12 years. Yeah. Okay? I well, mean, I no, hey. doesn't matter. So at the end of the competition, it saw that the P90. Was winning overall because it was much more mature. It was much more web. Uh, it was a much better web. Uh, it was a much. It was a much better performance against armor, and um, yeah, it it won overall. But guess who's part of NATO? Germany. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and guess where HNK is located? Germany. Germany. So what they did was when NATO was standardizing for a PDW platform. Germany came in and vetoed the vote for the PDW platform. Oh. <laughs> okay, I, I don't blame them, honestly, because back in the days, Germany was still reeling, like 10 years reeling from, from unification, yeah. unification of East and West, right? Yeah. So for them, they basically lost a lot of the uh, like the military contracts. Uh, it, it, dissolved some of its un it dissolved some of its money, and they weren't sort of the, uh, the superpower they are today. Right, yeah. economy wise. So Germany was there to protect its assets, which is basically H and K. And they wanted they wanted H and K to win the contract as well, right? So they vetoed the PDW platform. Now don't like quote me on these, right? Because it seems like this is what happened, but that's that's what people are speculating anyway. But anyways, that's it it, it was true though. They vetoed the PDW standardization platform and basically that saw the P ninety out of limbo you're basically like 10 years in you, you still haven't really sort of gotten into like a standardized army you're basically just being used for special forces use which only purchases about like you know 30 or 50 to 100 or even 500 at most right yeah so that's not a lot in terms of paying off your r&d or or even just cost of making it and shipping like and of course on top of that that means that ammunition you know who else uses a five by seven by twenty eight? It's just the P ninety and the five seven, right? So ammunition manufacturing was like basically just for those only. So that saw the decline of limited production for just the ammunition loans. That's why they're pretty rare. So by twenty ten, it's basically saw limited production of five by seven by twenty eight, 
But, I mean, the P90 saw a lot more than just, like, it, it, it didn't go away, right? It, it's a futuristic weapon, right? We'll get into the pop culture part, but um, P90 saw a lot of use, considerable screen time, video mm. game time, and as well as, like, um, you know, f futuristic uh, fiction um for 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 pop culture and um i mean the cartels love to use that gun because it looks so futuristic um special forces like to use it because it's very compact um a lot SWAT. of yeah swat uses it as well um depending on what what branch of swat you are or wherever you are in the states or in canada as well but um yeah it, it saw ammunition is expensive because it's very rare but yeah it, it's it saw a lot of a uh, special purpose to it so people were still using it it's just that it's it wasn't like big production at all so it became a very unique weapon for sure um yeah it it didn't see a lot of action or big wars in between um I think nah. it's been in a war yeah. well war in afghanistan if you're talking you're, about like specials really? yeah if you're talking so? about it, it says on wikipedia <laughs> I'll have to double check, but yeah, the war in Afghanistan had it. It's funny enough. Um, and then a whole, yeah, a, a, whole, a whole bunch of other wars, and then the very last one was the drug cartel war, which I'm like, okay, uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> the one that's still going. Yeah, the one that's yeah. still going. But yeah, I mean, it, it saw a considerable, like, unique time where it was just there, and it was just like a unique gun. And in the video games, it's sought after as like a very unique gun as well because of its, it's high capacity, 900 rounds per second. And uh, of course, in Tarkov, it's a very rare gun to get. Am I right? <laughs> oh, God. Expensive. Right. It's, it's expensive. It's not a detector, I mean, dude. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. True to history that we're mentioning here, right? If you're not standardized by NATO or any of the... Uh, any of the uh, uh, Warsaw Pact uh, like alliances, then yeah, you're not going to see a huge... Amount like uh amount of them like ak's are popular because they're everywhere around the world right that's that's only and they're standardized everywhere else so the good news is 2021 nato finally standardized the 5.7 by 28 millimeter round i guess germany was not butthurt anymore about it and uh, i mean i mean let's be honest the mp7 <laughs> yeah, exactly. the mp7 saw action um by uh, I believe it's the Navy SEALs that use them as well, right? Is it the MP9? Uh, no. it, was, it was specifically for their yeah Navy SEALs. Yeah, like so nobody they, else had access to it, and like yeah, so for, for the MP5, yeah, the MP7, MP7. So MP7. yeah, it, oh yeah, MP7, yeah. So both of them had had a considerable amount of uh, what we call uh, economy share throughout the militaries, right? And yeah, they're both great guns, but the P90, you know, back in the nineties was so unique back then that. You know, 30 years later now, they finally standardized 5.7 by 28 rounds for the P90 and the 5.7 becoming a standard for NATO armies. So in comparison, uh, 7.62 by 51, which is 300 Winchester, um, that was standardized back in the 1950s. And a 5.56 by 45 millimeter, which is basically 5.56 NATO, uh, was standardized back in 1981, so you don't see these kinds of standardized standardization happen often for for NATO alliances. So now, and this is my prediction into why P90 is sort of recurring back into not only to pop culture but to, but into airsoft because we're discussing more into airsoft. Is this is why I'm seeing that it's it's coming back is because um yeah we haven't had like 
a good release of a P90 in the airsoft world in a while. Oh, well, yeah. other than other than the gas blowback version, which I really want to get my hands on, but yeah, I'm trying to get Dave to sell me his. Yeah. <laughs> but now let's uh I'll jump into uh, pop culture here. So I'll let Mac take over the pop culture part because he loves talking about the pop culture part here. But that is a little bit of the history of where we are now with the P90. And hopefully you see why the airsoft development portion happened now because NATO, again, again, NATO standardized the ammunition. So that means that the P90 and the 5.7 um, pistol became, it's going to become a standard PDW for the rest of the armies in the future. So let's go over to Mac, and uh, we'll discuss about the pop culture part here. Yeah, hey guys. Right. So obviously, um, like everyone kind of like understand, though they may not be a gun person themselves, I'm sure any regular everyday person, if you were to show them a P90, they would be able to recognize it from some sort of video game or TV show or a movie that they've seen and stuff like that. Because yeah, these guns, uh, that, that particular platform has been making appearances since the early 90s or you know late 90s or 2000s to even present day now, just still being used. Um, and obviously like tax already mentioned it. And then, uh, so for me myself, um, one of the first places I ever used it in like a game was like counter-strike and then the first time i ever saw it you know um like if i can recall off my head it would probably be like predominantly was the stargate series right so you had like sg1 and then atlantis mm. as well because it was their primary primary weapon right and uh so you know i always grew up knew that i always knew it was a crazy high cyclical rate uh submachine gun and um as boy just broke it down there um so it's always been uh very popular in the movies because it's something that they can kind of replicate as like a machine gun right and you know it's pretty easy to uh i guess you know effects wise and you know do some sorts of things i'm not too inclined on film knowledge like that but obviously you know um uh movies and um yeah, or movies play a huge role, a lot bigger than, you know, we do sometimes give it credit for as well as video games. So, you know, like these weapons being in those kinds of video games and a lot of the popular FPS shooters like Call of Duty and, um, like you guys were just talking about Tarkov right now being one of the big ones, right? Like, I mean, if you go back, I'm pretty sure that thing was in 007 Goldeneye. I can't remember, right? Like, okay, probably so, wasn't Goldeneye because yep. it, yeah, it's kind of so, like, like I'm not Goldeneye. Yeah. The next movie after that, it was very prominent. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. The world is yeah. not enough. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, like, like this weapon has been around a lot. It's got a very iconic look. It's very uh, ergonomic. That's a whole other topic there, but. um you know, it's been popularized and romanticized in such a way that, you know, it is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I would, I don't own one. I do want one, but not for particularly the reason to play with it, because I honestly could care less. Wall um, hanger. I, yeah, wall hanger, or I just want to, I really want to do like an SG1 loadout, or like, what was the away team called again? Because I have a few buddies um, who, are, um, who are actors, and they were actually part of uh, the Stargate series um yeah poi right our good yeah. mutual just, friends and stuff like that so just, like, yeah, yeah it's funny just being like uh, oh hey i used to watch you guys on tv yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true you know like six-year-old me watching watching this like growing up right like um but yeah so obviously uh it, it it is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts when it comes to the video games and, and their choice of weapons and stuff and then airsoft guys again is always 90 percent looks so um when people base their choices off of that i mean it's already going to tell you um 
you know, where some people's uh, loyalties lie and priorities when it comes to purchasing things. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not there yet, but I definitely want one. And I'm sure we're going to see it more in pop culture once this modernization sort of wraps up and completes and then it becomes standard for a lot of armies mm-hmm. because, you know, an M4 and an AK is iconic because of the fact that all the world army uses it, right? Or one or the other, right? East versus so, West. Yeah, yeah, East versus West, basically. And looking at the uh, silhouette profiles of an AK and as well as an AR, they're, they're both not similar, but, you know, you know what an AK is, you know what an AR is, right? You put a P90 on a silhouette, you're going to go like, huh, what the hell is that? Right? It's a box. No. It's a, it's <laughs> no, a it's box. No, it's a P90. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a so, P90. There's, there's um, no other weapon that'll look the same as yeah. it, right? So there you go. It it just looks futuristic to me. Yeah. Like when yeah. I think of it, I, I look at it and I'm like, that that looks like sci-fi, right? Because <laughs> no other gun kind of does that except for like that weird mod you could do to like an M4 where it has the like, arms foregrip. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. a P90 foregrip, right? Yeah, so I know. Which it is, means but... it's like, yeah, like it's already like it's kind of like captivate everyone's interest when it comes to futuristic weapons, I guess. So let me scroll down the uh, the list of uh, you you sent the link here. So this yeah, is a list I of so I did list of films, games. list of films here. So you got like Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough. Um, hey, I think they use it. A Blade. Lot wow, I didn't even yeah. know it was Blade. Yeah. Equilibrium. Oh, Triple X. X Men. X Men. X Men. Yeah. I didn't X-Men even remember. Sense. Apparently, the soldiers in the oh. background yeah. holding P nineties. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. Rush Hour Three. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that Hit, makes sense. Hitman, The Incredible Hulk. Yep. Yeah. Babylon AD. Mm. See, futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ga- gamer. If if you guys ever remember Gerard Butler. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, one. That was a good one. <laughs> gamer. Uh. Yeah, uh, White House Down. That's the secret agent uh, gun, basically. Which would make sense. Uh, Hunger Games, of course. I saw. I definitely saw that. Like Hunger Games one, two, and three. Um, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> uh, television. Stargate. 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 <laughs> Stargate. Don't forget Stargate, Stargate Atlantis. Oh Stargate yeah, dude. Get all the Stargates in there. Dark Angel, 24, CSI, Stargate Atlantis, yeah. Supernatural? Wait a second. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. All right. I wasn't going to fight it. Breaking Bad, NCIS. Okay. This is not a big list compared to like an AR, but it's still there. Okay. So you got GoldenEye. Um, I remember in GoldenEye 007, it was called the RCP90. So there you go. There's, There's a designation, but. Um,. Fallout 2 had a P90? No way. Really? Okay. Rainbow Six, of course. Um, Counter-Strike. 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 Metal Gear Solid, of course. Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, Far Cry. I remember that. Battlefield 2, of course. The medics always had it. I love it. And, um... Yeah, there's quite a few lists in video games here. Of course, anime. There's a lot of them. Um... And TV. Uh, Gunslinger Girls. That's what I mentioned last time. Oh, jeez. Back in 2003. Anime. When I used to watch anime back then. Well, you don't watch anime now. Used to, like, he he doesn't still. Yeah, don't try that. Yeah, don't screw your. I've seen your... your, your, your (laughs) Patch wall. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, um, so enough of pop culture there. We know that it, it is 
popular hard, in pop it's culture. It's it's a unique one in pop culture too because it's just one of those things where people just look at it and be like, "Oh, that's a unique weapon." And then someone in the back goes, "That's a P90." <laughs> that, that 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 was me. That was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you don't know. That's a P90. <laughs> but um, let's move on to airsoft, guys, because this is an airsoft topic, and uh, let's let's move on to airsoft here. So, what are some uh, notable uh, manufacturers for P90? Who started it all, Tac? Uh, TM. Of of course. Yes. Of course. Yes, TM. TM. Let's start with TM. <laughs> <laughs> so. Other than TM, who basically manufactures other P90s? Um, so to list off a few, just because there are a bunch, but everyone's got to remember it's the same kind of like kerfuffle that we have when people call out Cybergun or Umarex and then Elite Force and what. They just made there's iterations of, afterwards. Yeah, right? there's a lot of names out there, but um, the ones that I remember and know of are TM, Echo One, Plastic Army, King Arms, G and G and uh jg um there were a couple others uh that escaped me um that i'm sure other people are going to mention and stuff like that we, but for the gas wise, yeah yeah so um yeah so for the ag wise those are there and then for gas blowback you have like you said um we i imagine that kwa was going to make one just like how they had one with the um vector but um i never you know it's so it's weak that's it you know so um yeah okay that's, that's so i guess we'll start off with we if someone wants to uh, jump in here for uh like all right sorry not we um fn uh sorry not fn up uh, tm Ugh, i'm getting my acronyms wrong here I was let's start say off goddamn acronyms <laughs> yes, damn acronyms so what TM when it first came out, um, as the name suggested, uh, this is the model that's uh, from a legendary uh, weapons manufacturer, uh, Tokimuri. Um, so being the first, uh, does anybody know when it came out for for TM? Uh, TM P ninety when it first came out. Yeah, I'm guessing like early two thousands. Um, actually, no, I think longer than that because I really. Remember a forum post of someone talking about it being like 14 years old so i'm thinking they were made uh... i'm just looking it up here it's hard to find when they manufactured it because there's really no page well, i'm gonna say for sure wiki. before 2009 okay like, i know i know for sure it was before 2009 okay so yeah, using the same principles as when they developed it, um, it's made out of polymers. Of course, being TM, it was really easy for them to make it out of uh, high-quality polymers because in Japan, um, you, you don't get to use metals that often. Um, yeah, very high-quality injected mold, polymer receivers, full, fully ambidextrous design. Um, can't say that enough with P90. It's always fully, uh, mm. fu fully ambidextrous. Um, full metal reinforced V6 gearbox. Um, so I'm guessing they started off the TM started off the v uh, version six gearbox design, or was this from another platform? No, they they made it. And like uh, it. another another gun that you will see this um, gearbox in is as well as the Thompson. The Thompson. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it it has a it, it too uses a version six gearbox. Okay, and um, 
it's rated at 270 fps of course this is we're talking about japan so they have to have it's a lower yeah, fps yeah uh yeah well it's, I, i'm gonna say like with any airsoft gun like it's gonna range anywhere between you know 200 all the way up to 400 okay just because just because like it's gonna depend on where where you're from right um because of your country's restrictions and whatnot like you were yeah. saying right in japan it's going to be sub 300 because of their rule of i think it's like 250 and below yep. so you know it's going to be it's going to be shooting 200 feet per second okay um it doesn't say what the uh what the rate of fire is but uh it's going to be i think around 17 rounds per second 17 rounds per second yeah okay. yeah like if you use them like a 96 or something like that like i'm obviously going off of like memory from old forum posts of what people had and stuff like that because i myself don't own a tm like, yeah. i've only seen what people uh have at, have and brought so, to the field and stuff like that so um, bringing broken tea yeah I'm, I'm reading here uh so fn did they license the p90 uh sorry did tm license the p90 from fn when they first uh, came out i'm guessing not yeah. i'm not sure because like because um, I know it's been notorious for just um, copying things yeah. through and through, and they, mind you, did do trademark copy, yeah. right? Because and it looked good. So. Because coming out of what we have now, they are officially licensed. Um, the Crytac and as well as Cybergun and uh, what is that? Uh, Evike Manufacturing Group. Um, their release is licensed by Pin uh, by uh, FN. Um, the only one that I can remember that was officially licensed was, uh, I guess we'll move on here, was Cybergun. And that was for the, uh, was that for the uh, Wii E90, I believe? Back the gas one? Well, and well, they, didn't they make uh, and a Cybergun P90 as well? Like an AEG one, actually? No, they did. But, like, I can't remember who the actual maker was because Cybergun's sort of like Umarex, where they're just like a licensing company. Mmm. So yeah, like the they're like the guys who connect everyone together. Yep, that is true. It is uh, it is the Cybergun P90, and uh, yeah, they had the tan version as well for that. Um, okay, so yeah, so they were the first ones to get licensed. I know the uh, the Wii one wasn't licensed at first, but then Cybergun I, uh, came along. I don't think so. I think the Wii one is still blank, just like most Wii guns. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, we have some licensing issues here, but hey, at least the uh, the new one coming out is licensed. Um, does I'm I know for sure that the S uh, SS what is this, the SSP ninety SSR ninety is it SSR ninety yeah that one's not licensed. That's why the naming convention is uh, kind of oh, different. Yeah. So that's how you get away with the licensing. But um, Apparently. yeah, so that. That is the licensing portion there for Airsoft. So as far as Airsoft goes, um, at the field, you don't see a lot of folks with it. Now, why is that? Like, I know in Trigger, they don't have any P90s or not for sale. <laughs> well, I think I know why, to be honest with you. At least from my opinion, the main factor comes with the fact that there's a lack of availability for pouches or a way to uh, hold the mags, that's right? True. So and, in general. Well, and, and 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 the other thing is is that the high caps are trash. So um, it's not like an M4, right? Where you're gonna be able to rock like 
a high cap for a couple yeah. games or a game or a couple rounds or something like that. Um, and then you're going to be, you know, having to require to hold these cumbersome stick mags, right? So I think that's a, a more of a main factor. Um, obviously, some of my other friends are going to say something else, I think, but uh, that's what I think. Okay, okay. Um, so pouches, mags, uh, yeah, availability is one because it's usually like the reason I haven't gotten one is because it's just like, Pretty hard to get the bags yeah not 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 i don't care about like the magazine pouches that's no problem you just go online and buy one but it's just it was just harder for me to get a p90 than an m4 or an ak basically 100%. ease of yeah. access is such a huge thing and it's such plus, a plus too right plus well, being like, being uh yeah go ahead like it's just like it's not like you can just go to the store and be like hey like trigger airsoft for instance you can't just go to the trigger and be like hey I want M4 mag. It's not as easy as that. Like you just like, it's kind of like a really, it's a really complex mag in my opinion. It's like, yeah, specifically I want a P90 mag. And they're like, well, I don't have that right now. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> right? I, I just checked trigger and they do have uh, condor do black pouches for P90. Oh no, I'm going to make a bad <laughs> purchase right now. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, other than, other than availability and in airsoft, uh, why don't we see it out the field? Um, I think it's just because it's be being labeled as a PDW or a SMG and us playing in the woods. You don't tend to see a lot of, uh, other than playing city, right? You don't tend to see a lot of close quarter battles with with an SMG or a PDW type. Um, so, 100%. yeah, I mean, I've seen some folks with it out there. Um, I know the performance is basically at par with the regular AEG. So, I mean, that, that shouldn't be an issue. And, you know, like I said, um, in our history portion, it's just that, you know, the silhouette profile of a AR or an AK is a lot more popular than than the P90. But again, being the unique weapon, you you, you, you could identify it right away. Um, so, uh, who's Katama? Oh, I know who that is. Uh, so someone mentioned on chat here that uh, the P90 makes for a really nice platform for kids and women. I see a lot of young ladies using them. I mean, I, I do agree that it's friendlier. That the it ease is, of use really is, yeah. and the ergonomics is way friendlier um, than than a uh, a bulkier or a longer rifle. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I agree with that. Um, okay, so yeah, we don't see it a lot in air. Uh, we don't see it a lot in airsoft. A lot. Um, if we do, it's pretty unique. Um, let's move on to. I guess we were talking about ergonomics here. So. Um, Mac, you want to do this one for ergonomics? Uh, well, I mean, there's not really much. I mean, yeah, okay. If you want, it's just they did a very, very unique and well thought out design where it sits along the forearm, right? And then it, it, it integrates into your hand really well. So I, I don't know if you can pull up a picture for me, Poise, right? Yep. Just uh, because, again, just that hand um, placement on a bullpup design and being able to shoulder that weapon. So again, in just in a real steel variant, I'm just talking, being able to shoulder that variant is very easily uh, manageable when it comes to recoil and such. And then it being like, you know, probably one of the most compact guns out there for CQB. Um, yeah, it's loud and proud. Um, 
so you know yeah it's it, and and obviously movies and 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 video games have like conceptualized it to you know where you could you could shoot those things with one hand or you know you could you could balance it off your forearm and you can manage a full auto burst or something i don't know the validity of that i've never shot a full auto real steel one but um I would that's, love to that's actually one. very restricted it's too. actually very restricted in canada because the barrel length yeah, and as well as a magazine capacity and yeah, it's a, and it's a black it's a gun yeah. it's a submachine gun yeah, yeah exactly it's scary so yeah um uh yeah so, but yeah so that's about it for ergonomics it's yeah, just that, yeah I, actually you, you mentioned one thing that we didn't skip uh in video games uh the p90 tends to be a lot more weaker than it 100%. should be oh my because, god it was so be, weak in counter-strike because of the fact that it spits out a lot more bullets i guess they have to figure out a balance that gun because you, you can't be spitting out something that shoots like you know half your life right away with just one round right? nah be fully loaded in tarkov factory let's go uh, yeah well tarkov got it right you could, pier- you could you could pierce through armor and then you could drop a dude pretty quick with it yeah especially especially with the uh, the high rate of fire unless using a, a yeah. so it, it's a common thing for game balance to do that i'm gonna be honest here because all right it's not gonna be fun unless you want to play Tarkov, it's not going to be fun when you just get dropped right away because you have 900 rounds and all you're doing is just spraying everybody around the map, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's a common one there. So, yeah, it, ambidextrous, bullpup, and easy to use. Uh, let me just pull up the photo here again. Um, yeah, it's just, if you look at that, you're... Like your trigger, uh, actually, we did it very well. Yeah, Yeah. trigger group, it's ambidextrous, so it's literally a left hand or right. Actually, you know what? I actually don't know where the shells eject. So that uh, the shell, the shells eject straight down. Straight down. So it's 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 just like where it loads. It's a very cool design. I'll show it to the viewers here. So right here is where it ejects out down. Yeah, so it just sprays down. Yeah, it's a, it's actually really cool because it keeps the brass out of people's faces, so it works for both people. Because like one of the main factors that you run into on uh, most uh, rifle platforms is that the bolt or the uh, ejection port is on one side, right? Obviously, uh, when you talk about the popular uh, platforms like the uh, Tavor and stuff like that, they have interchangeable uh, ejection ports, but not. You, you, you know, your typical rifle platform is going to have an ejection port on one side. And if you're a left-handed shooter, <laughs> brass and gas, baby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like the it, L85 it just... um, or L86, uh, you got to learn how to shoot righty. Too bad lefties. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, okay, well, there's not much to do with ergonomics here. Um, I've held one myself. It is pretty comfortable. I've held the... Uh, the one that Dayton was reviewing, I believe it was the. Uh... Is that a new one? No, it was the gas, the the Wii gas one, but it was uh, oh, okay. done up by. Uh... It was uh... I forgot the manufacturer. Who... He he has a I think he hasn't released the video yet, but it it is uh, it is done up by another company. So they took a regular Wii and then basically tuned it up. But, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, for the gas version, which I've always, I'm trying to get my hands on it. Um, hopefully, when Dayton's done, I, I'll buy it off of him. But um, <laughs> yeah, for the gas one, it is, it is, it is beautiful to see that thing run. But with with the uniqueness of gas, right, having the magazine on top, 
It's gonna be hard. That's that is very difficult to manage. The, remember what when we were talking about in the in in the gas uh, in the gas uh, segment. Um, you want your gas to go up because that's that's the air coming out, right? right. Gas gas is also liquid, right? Um, when when you fill it up, there's there's liquid that comes down inside your reservoir to hold it, right? And <laughs> with the magazine being the other way around, which is basically on top. Now you're getting all the liquids coming in first before you're getting any gas. So what they have is we designed a uh, sort of a, like a like almost like a J that comes in, picks up the gas, and then loops back up into the chamber so that it could shoot out the BB. Now this isn't a perfect system. It's I can tell you right now once once you put enough rounds into it, it's not gonna. It's gonna freeze up. It's not gonna function properly, or it's gonna seize up because of the fact right. that because the fact that you're just pumping so much liquid into it without getting enough gas into it. You're yeah, it's well, you're, it, it's it it's, has some defects. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's kind of not great. But for the AEG one, it should be fine. And um, I'll I'll throw it at um, Tack here because uh, there's not much to talk about gas other than the. Um, there's enough videos out there to uh, to trash the gas version around. I can tell you that, <laughs> that that's the only reason why I haven't picked it up like recently because like people were trashing the gas. I was I was so excited to get one as a gas user, but then people are like, "Yeah, don't get it. It's bad." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, anyways, um, just let's... HPA tap that thing, baby. We'll be good." Oh, I can do that. How easily. do you do that? You, you can't. We'll figure tap... it out. You can't. You, you got to put the hose on the mat. Wait, magazine. wait, wait. Where? Out, okay, so is the magazine? There's a way. Is the magazine the gas where the gas yes. is placed? Okay. And it's on top of everything. So good yeah, luck. Yeah, I, yeah. I honestly don't think you could tap that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, let's throw it up to Tack for internals. Let's talk about internals here, since we're talking about the AEG version now. Okay. Yeah. So guys, the P90 platform, like I was saying earlier, uses the version six gearbox. Um, so with the, with that, um, they use a short type motor um, and a unique V6 cylinder head. So your standard V2 and V3 cylinder head isn't going to fit in this. It's actually one of those weird ones that you see uh, at the top of the cylinder head. Um, for those people who questions on like HPA engines and whatnot and uh, different versions. The Hydra uh, for Wolverine was specifically created for um, the version 6 style kinds of gearboxes because of the way the uh, cylinder head is. Um, with that, um, you can use some V2 and V3 parts with the version 6 because of uh, piston compatibility, you know, some um, gears and whatnot and some bushings and bearings. But it is still recommended that you use the V6 parts that are available just because of you know, tolerance issues that come with Airsoft. Um, one of the cool things about the TM V6 is that you can use special or standard gears. And by that, I mean that you can just flip one of the bushings inside. For anyone who's ever looked online for parts um, in the uh, bushings or bearings section, you'll find that uh, every once in a while, you'll see the P90 or version six gearbox uh, bushings. And one of them is gonna be like an oval shape. 
So um, that's because of the TM version. Um, I believe the cr newer versions are not using that same design. They're actually using like the standard uh, bushings that you can get for almost every uh, platform. Um, so yeah, but, but the cool thing is that you can just flip that around and its um, tolerance allows you to use, you know, the, I guess the specialized uh, T, uh, V6 gears or the uh, standard uh, V2 gears that you can get. Um, I don't know much about that exactly. I, it's just something that I was reading online about and I thought that was interesting to um, put in there. Uh, one thing as well is that it comes with a you know, decent quality stock barrel with, uh, I think it ranges around 240 or 300 millimeters um, or all the way up to 400 millimeters if you're running the one with the uh, suppressor. I believe the Evike has one of those versions where it's like the fully juiced up one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and one of the cool things, at least in my opinion, is that uh, platforms like this have really, really decent hop-ups. So um, you can, you know, if you know a little bit about hop-ups and stuff like that, and you and you can tinker and whatnot, you can really push the limits on your platform uh, with this and really get some of those like really cool, um, you know, uh, long shots. Uh, one of the problems, though, is that low FPS haunts this platform, which unfortunately limits its max range but it can you know compete in sub 350 fps matches so essentially if you have one of the low uh end versions of this one or the low fps versions you could play city no problem uh i know a lot of you guys have gone down to the shooting range that's been set up down there and whatnot so you guys could have a true visual representation of how far your guns are shooting so that you guys can stop lying to me and telling me that you're shooting 300 feet when you're actually shooting 160 because <laughs> that's what actually most of you guys are shooting is 160 right and then the guys who put a lot of money in their stuff are shooting 200 maybe so, maybe yeah so uh anyways um yeah so uh for her um you guys there who want to have like a i guess a gun that's not going to really hurt um people and you want to have like private matches with cqb and stuff like that this would be a very good platform to use um just in city if you need a cqb a dedicated cqb platform p90 is definitely not a bad choice and as far as i know gng and king arms are the only ones right now other than the new crytac and Novridge p90s uh, that come with quick change gearboxes so for people who want to be able to change their fps on the fly um, that's a actually really cool and unique thing that uh, has been sort of uh, becoming more commonplace now. So the uniqueness is sort of rubbing off and becoming more of a standard, which is actually something I'm really happy to see. Uh, with batteries, um, you can use pretty much any sort of mini type battery ranging from 8.4 all the way to your 111 uh, light bulbs. Um, pretty much if it can fit in the battery compartment, you are good to go. Um, one of the things too, um, is that, uh, there are just like any platform have three different kinds of, uh, capacity magazines. So you got your low caps, which range from, uh, 60 to 70, but I believe this has changed now to 50 to 70 because the Crytac one has a cutoff switch to have real SIM, uh, mag, um, um, ten uh, tendencies or whatever it is. 
Um, and then with um, mid caps, it gets from 130 to 200 rounds. Uh, and then the high caps, which go around 300 rounds. Uh, from what I understand out of these mags, it's suggested to ignore the high cap completely, like I had mentioned earlier, just because they are unfortunately crap. So don't waste your money on that. Uh, They're vertically the, mounted. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> the low mid the low and mid caps are the way to go. Just like most uh, platforms, especially if you want to have the um, ease of usability, as well as uh, you know, if you want to go with realism, you can go with low caps. Um, to talk about some of the cons, uh, one thing to note is that on the older P90s, the cutoff lever wears down really, really easily. So what the cutoff lever does is that it, uh, when your sector gear does a uh, full um, uh, revolution, it hits the uh, cutoff switch, which um, in turn um, cues it for semi-auto fire. But if that piece wears down, uh, like in some um, M4 uh, gearboxes, you end up having those full auto moments where even if you have it on semi, it's shooting full auto because it's just running right through it. There's nothing to uh, cue in that, uh, hey, this is uh, just semi-auto. Um, one of the reasons for the P90 uh, having this problem is because uh, I don't have a photo of it, um, but the cutoff arm on it is uh, very pointy. Um, so it has, and in my opinion, doesn't have a lot of material on it. And so because of this, it has a super, super easy tendency to just wear down really quickly. In which case then, you know, like I was saying, you have a full auto only gun, which, you know, it doesn't always work in every situation. Uh, I know that uh, with Panther, <laughs> we have the uh, no full auto rules, uh, which are kind of restricting, but so, uh, you know, you'd have to think about this. Um, do you, do you know? Um if they've fixed that with the Crytac or the... Uh, so hard to uh, say because... Okay. Not a lot of um, info out right now, I'm guessing, right? Well, because what I have seen in the... Uh, for all you guys who want to have the juicy bits, go to the uh, Ministry of Crytard's uh, Facebook group to find oh, out more uh, juicy uh, information. Uh, but um, from what I understand, looking at some of the uh, you know uh, privileged photos that we get to see there, um the cutoff arm still exists on that platform now they are using a micro switch for the trigger system which is uh different from uh the older p90s using the really crappy um what do you call it uh ah, it eludes me the uh, trigger trolley um uh trigger contacts ones yeah, so uh, those were really flimsy and uh, really easy to wear down. Um, so it's nice to see that the Crytac one is using the micro switch. But again, we see the cutoff lever there. I haven't seen a photo of the Novridge, um P90 gearbox. So I don't know if the cutoff lever arm is on there as well. But, uh, you know, that is one thing to keep in mind uh, also to take a look at. So I hope someone does a thorough in-depth review of the platform to be able to see that or um, more information uh, comes out on it. I think with the Crytac one though, you're probably gonna be pretty safe considering that you have the micro switch uh, on there and whatnot. And I believe um, they have like an improved MOSFET on there. 
So uh, hopefully it eliminates that so they, uh, issue. They reinvented the wheel, is what you're well, saying. It was essentially with the Crytek one. It's the P90, but it's not the P90 gearbox because they're. P90. It's a P90. Tech. Te this is text hey, being text. You can text. only use our mags though. <laughs> well, because well, with the Crytek P90, uh, you're using instead of the short type motor, you're using a long type motor. Mm. Um, and as well as um. Uh, the uh, gearbox shell design is, you know, rebuilt and whatnot, so, and it's using the Crytek um, Trident gears. So until we get a review on it or a further review or a breakdown, we'll just hang tight for now. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, it, well, exactly. Like the most juicy bits of it is to understand how the how it works when you're shooting it. And how fast um, the certain parts that were prone to be wearing down on older models are wearing down now. So those are the two things to look out for, mostly, as well as a lot of people are going to mention mag compatibility. But like I was saying earlier, as long as you avoid the high caps, you're going to avoid those problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so... Uh, uh, Going back to the negatives, like I was uh, mentioning a little bit earlier there with the trigger contacts. The trigger contacts, just like on a uh, M4 platform as well, but on the P90 platform are extremely prone to wear as well. Um, so a, what a lot of people would opt to do is they would um, either get a micro switch and they would also add a auto brake MOSFET. But one of the downsides to that um, is that you'd be replacing your motor brushes a lot. So I don't know a lot of, you know, airsoft players now who actually go through with that. A lot of them just buy a whole new motor. I don't know why. You know, if you got a good motor, you got a good motor. Just switch the brushes. But hey, you know, that's beyond me. Okay. Um, but uh, like I was saying, the uh, newer models have opted for a micro switch trigger to, I guess, you know, avoid some of these problems. Um, so. Um, P90 though definitely having some of those drawbacks uh, is still a extremely noob friendly uh, platform with their e with the ease of maintenance. Like um, when you compare it to an M4 platform and the V2 gearbox, right? Like I don't know about you guys, uh, but uh, you know you gotta go through like 10 screws before you can even get to the actual physical gearbox. Now with the P90, there's two screws under the butt plate. And you so, literally pull out the gearbox. So it's, it's as, like one of those cool things where it's like, hey, this is so simple. So you recommend newbies to to work on it, basically. P90, let's go. So, so it can be a little daunting because um, it's not like a V2, right? But it, for people or for um, airsofters out there who understand the mechanics of an airsoft uh, gearbox and whatnot or have you know, worked on an airsoft gearbox, they're going to understand that a P90 is actually pretty simple to work on. Um, another thing, too, is, is that it has similarities to an M249 gearbox, which is also another really easy gearbox to work on. So, um, you know, this this could be a popular platform. Like with Crytek and Novridge coming out um, with their uh, P90s and whatnot, this could be, uh, you know, a trend and a wave that's going on right now. I would, I would say so. Again, it, I'm coming from the history part, right? It's recently NATO adopted it, and more than likely we're going to see it. So they are hopping in the bandwagon now before it's 
you know, before it becomes very mainstream and popular, right? Mm-hmm. So... Well, it, exactly. And, you know, with the innovations of their quick change, you know, gearboxes and everything like that, which make things even easier to work on so you don't have to have the spring fear, as I call it, when you're uh, opening up a gearbox for the first time. You know, uh, you have that, like, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? You can take, you can ease that stress, yeah. sort of, when that uh, spring decompresses. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, as far as, uh, I don't know if you're done with the teching portion here. That, that's it for the teching portion, okay. guys. Um, other than that, um, you know, the future of, you know, with this platform is sort of in the hands of Crytek and Novich right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so, too. It's uh, it's it's great to see sort of a uh, like when they announced it. Yeah, it's great to see something that is unique, but also at the same time that needed some TLC at the same time because it's been like a while since we've seen, you know, a P90 release and coming in with again with that mentioning the the history portion of it where NATO adopted it. You know, they're just I I feel like that I feel like that's why um a we need to cover it. Um, the history portion of it because I knew right away I was like, oh, they're the reason they're 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 doing a release is because yeah they're yeah they're they're following the trend of what NATO has now. So now it's part of NATO and well, yeah, and this and, is this is it. Like this is the start of it, right? Until we get our hands on it, then yeah, it it'll be it'll be great to you know to see a Crytac brand P ninety right? exactly and but I, Crytac and I like... being the like. The, the top quality, I don't know if you would say top quality, but from my personal experiences, having two Crytacs before, um, I've I, I can I can trust the brand. Yeah, right out of the box, they're one yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, they're no, the yeah, exactly. They're known for out of the box. Um, that they're they're great out of the box, right? Yeah. You know, same thing with my SBR and whatnot. So, um, there's something you can definitely look forward to is that you can buy this platform and you can play that weekend and you can you know decently compete with other people out there without having to go into you know doing upgrades right away yeah and uh same for novrich as well it's sort of a an in-house name for a lot of folks um out here where they trust the sniper rifles they trust his new products and stuff so you know he he's coming out he's coming out with, with more stuff as well so well, well, um, like, um, no, not, not to knock on Novich, right? Um, yeah, but his sort of aim, it looks like, because um, when you look at his webpage on the P90, it's pretty much, it's been tailored to be used out of the box as is. Um, almost like they sort of market it as you don't need to upgrade it. Okay. So he really goes out of the way, um, his design team or the team that, you know, that exists at Novridge seems to go really out of their way to make it so that you just have to buy it and then you can play. I mean, you know? isn't that what 80% of the players, 90% of the players want is something that works out of the box? Yeah. I would say that your average, you know, airsoft consumer, yeah, they just want to play. They don't want to, you know, work on stuff. They don't want to have to deal with things breaking down all the time. They just, yeah, want things to work. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we basically covered the P90 here. Um, coming in at the future portion of here. Um, totally going to be in our hands, not sponsored whatsoever. Yeah. If, <laughs> I mean, yeah, totally it, not. It, the hype train is real right now. And don't worry, yeah, we're going to buy it with our own money so we can trash it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mess with it. I mess with it. Yeah. I, I, I would say that 
the P90s back. You know, what is I've... our relationship with them? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I got a P90. It's been around since the 90s. You know, it it's it's had its ups and downs. It's finally standardized in NATO, and now it's going to be a staple weapon for world armies, and as well as its ammunition because it's the only ammo that uses the platform. Hell <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. yeah, the future is going to be filled with P90s for sure. Guarantee it. Um. Depends on the adoption rate of the weapon for the other armies as well, right? But seeing that combat has changed to more urban, more city-sprawled environments, more, uh, you know, you're, you're not requiring longer range to shoot someone down. It's more like someone's house or, you know, in a building or in, in a complex, right? It's And quick action is needed to clear a place. Then, yeah, this is... They, they designed this back in 1986, and they were thinking about the future already, right? And yep. literally, it's as old as me. It's 35 years old. So Damn. it's got a lot of experience. Damn, it's old. Yeah. Thanks. It's pretty old, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grandpa. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I know how to run a show. Hey. hey. <laughs> He's got 35 years of experience, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You know, but that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. You know, so I, that, I mean, like from from everybody thing. here, who who is actually gonna grab one? Like, not hands Honest, up, but honestly, I'm gonna get one for sure. sure. I'm, yeah. I'm still like, trying to just still trying to get my hands on a gas one from Dayton because I wanna. Yeah. Oh, it's it was Swift Airsoft, by the way. That was uh that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that upgraded Dayton's uh um, gas blowback. I I I will buy one for sure, but I don't like. It's it's gonna be a Crytac for sure because it's a name I trust. Um, what about you, Mac? What do you you think you're buying one? No, I'm definitely gonna buy one. Like, I'm not even kidding around, guys. It's either gonna, like, and I'm probably gonna go with the Crytek one. I'm not gonna do anything to it. Like you guys said, it's one of those things I can pick up out of the box and I can play with it if I really ever want to. If I want to maybe let a friend borrow it, I doubt it. Just because I, again, my premise on purchasing that would be a wall gun and a Stargate loadout. That's it. All I need is that <laughs> classic black cross draw vest, right? Some, yeah. some standard ODs. And oh, get that man. 90s loadout. Let's go yeah, just, oh, yeah. you know, with the leg well, holster. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. even though I have one on my chest, why are we doing that? It doesn't matter. It's TV. <laughs> All right. What about you? You you thinking of picking one up and which one? Uh, honestly, I'd probably go for the Crytek too. Honestly. Okay. And, and then, and I'm also kind of with Mac with the Stargate loadout. Let's do or it. Like, or some like, oh, they're like futuristic loadout and stuff like that. Cause it's just fun. It's just like, it is. Yeah. It, it's like, what what do I remember this gun from? Oh yeah, Stargate, like a really funny like TV show that like had them using a P90 as like the pinnacle of like human innovation for firearms to like uh like an alien race. Yeah. Which was like the best scene ever. If you ever yeah. want to look up a scene, it's it's the best one ever. But they're just like, this is a P90. And then they like <laughs> obliterate like a, a wood Log, dummy yeah. from like I think it was like 50 yards away. It was like, what? <laughs> so I probably do a Stargate loadout too. Yeah. And what about you, Tack? Um, so for me, um, just because of my experiences ordering stuff from Doverage from before, um, I probably am gonna skip 
buying his, and I'm just going to go straight with the uh, Crytek one. Um, mostly, like Mac is saying as well, because of the trademarks. You know, I'm kind of yeah. that kind of guy. So <laughs> it's uh, literally, you know. I'm just getting it, and then it's it, it's sitting there. It's, it's a liar. It, well, it sounds horrible, but it's like I swear you guys will see me use it when I get it. Like uh, <laughs> once, and then yeah. And my my other reason for getting it is because we were just talking about the ergonomics. It's great for uh, females to use. So I actually want to give it to my girlfriend to actually mm. use it because um, I believe the other person that uses a P90. I know there's there's a few people that and I can remember, but another one is I believe is uh, Veronica uses a P90. Mm. Yeah, she's got the one. she's got the pink one too. I think that's the TM P90 as well. She does. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's so from the anime. The, yeah, it's the original one. So she yeah, matched it with her pink. Seeing pistol. seeing that, seeing that she's using it and she's comfortable with it, I would say that you know girlfriend would be comfortable with it as well. So that's the reason I'm getting it as well is because like yeah, it's it's small, it's ergonomic, it's light, and it's it's something that's user friendly, right? If you have an M4. Yeah, it's just like yeah, you you have to hold it properly. You know, you know, there's 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 no with the P90, the ergonomics is so great. It's like you, it just slips in, and then you hold it properly, and there's no way you're gonna like screw up how you're holding it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my decision on on getting it as well. But yeah, no, it's uh, I think I think we're all hyped up for the P90 here. Um, it's great again to see companies come out and start releasing something that is not an M4. <laughs> but that, I, I believe I that's, that's where the, the hype factor, yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. is the fact that it's not an M4. Yeah, so it's like finally, <laughs> yeah, not, no M4. P90. Again, okay. I'm not gonna complain. If you want to drop a 308 scar, just make it better. Whatever. I know they exist, but oh, hey, whatever. P90s wow, okay. existed too. I think. I think the the one that came close to sort of the same hype as this is the uh, the uh, the the Chris Vector is that, that one's the one that that hyped up as well to the to the release because it is it is futuristic it is different <laughs> the chris kector the kector you know but, what i mean yeah yeah but uh not ragging on the mp7 right i know we were just ragging on it a bunch of times here but there's I just bought one there's there's all there's yeah you, i know you bought one but yeah there's i mean the mp7 is great too it's a pdw it's short great it's gun. a great gun you know well designed yeah, it is well designed. I mean, it was competing with the P90, so they had I know, to go. And it won. And there's reasons. Yeah, the P91. Excuse me. No, 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 no. The P91. <laughs> <laughs> no, the P90 White have won the NATO battle. But the MP7 won our hearts. Oh. Wow. <laughs> they weren't kidding about that. They they actually have the P90 in Westworld. That's like. Wow. But it, like it it looks really. It's their main gun. It looks really bad. It's got like a red. It stock. looks really bad. <laughs> it looks right. a red. I guess stock. we'll we'll start closing the segment here. But yeah, guys, we're good, um, guys and girls, uh, comment down below. Let us know what you think about the uh, P90s coming out, and as well as comment down below when you first saw the P90. I think that's that's you know it's it's been around for a while. It's just a very unique gun, and I want to know when you first saw it because for yeah, me, exactly for me Fashion it's it's true. it's definitely gonna be. Uh, yeah, Stargate. I mean, that's hands down. Counter-Strike Counter yeah. 1.6 OG gang gang. Gang gang. <laughs> All right. This has been episode 57. Wow. 57 already, Ooh. guys. Look at that, guys. Episode 57, guys. This is Deep Dive into P90. And that's, that is it. This is Poi. We got Tack. Hey. That, that.
down there. Sorry, I, I pointed at Mac. Some, I'm sorry. Somewhere yeah. wherever it yeah. is. Yeah, and then we got Mac right. over here. Hi, hi. And I'm we Mac. got often mistaken as Mac, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> and we got right here, Julian. All Hello. right, Perfect. all right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Have a good one. Stay. Drink water now. Yeah, drink water forget. now. I am yeah. drinking water. Drink water now. All right. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>